Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Com. Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports. Here on the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Here's Trey Biddy. Good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Hey guys, what is going on today? With I mean, we got to say this all the way up, I guess, until January the second when we talk with you. Hey Trey, <laughs> what's going on in the transfer portal today? Well, uh, first activity really since uh, since Thursday when Bryce Stevens went on in with uh, Tank Booker entering today. I uh, got worded that at three o five precisely, and a little bit surprising because a. A couple weeks ago, he had put out a tweet that I kind of took as a, hey, I'm coming back tweet, um, you know, kind of thanking Sam Pittman for the opportunity to be here and all this stuff. So uh, he's off the board now in the transfer portal. And so uh, a little bit surprising, 6'4", 351-pounder, 19 tackles, 11 games last season. He was banged up, you know, a pretty good bit here and there. So him and Torrey and Carter in the transfer portal at defensive tackle. That leaves six defensive tackles on scholarship. To me, I think you need seven at least. Obviously, obviously, always good to have more, but I think you need at least seven. So look for them to bring in one or two. always thought they would probably bring in at least one out of the portal. Um, you know, we still don't know what Marcus Miller is going to do, if he's going to come back or not. Obviously, um, you know, I, I would think maybe not. Just hasn't hasn't played a whole lot, been injured a whole lot through his career. So probably, you know, two defensive tackles is, is probably the number to look at right now. Uh, I've got Arkansas down to 83 total scholarship players now. He was going to be a redshirt senior um, next year. Also, Arkansas has been real active in the in the transfer portal uh, with at linebacker. Um, got Xavier uh, uh, Sori, who is a former five-star recruit on campus, uh, big Real nice-looking linebacker, obviously. He was formerly the number 26 overall prospect in the country in the class of 2021. So he's a Georgia transfer. I heard that he's like, you know, kind of would have been next in line, just ready to ready to go. <laughs> so um, he's a guy to keep an eye on, obviously. Get him. Uh, get, him. get him. Whatever <laughs> yeah. it takes, get him. Rick, you want uh, all Georgia transfers, right? Every Georgia one West. of them. Yeah, that's right. Get him. <laughs> if you got the NIL money, get him. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so that's that's a pretty intriguing guy. Um, Bradley Shaw is another guy. Bradley Shaw, that's not right, is it? Bradley Shaw? Uh, let's see. What Bradley I've got, Shaw. Yeah, Bradley Shaw, yes. Yeah, for some reason that, I Hoover, think I know somebody Alabama. else. Bra- yeah, I know somebody else named Bradley Shaw, so it sounded kind of weird to me when I say that out loud. No, but, you're right, uh, you're right. Yeah, Bradley Shaw out of Hoover, uh, a guy who visited Arkansas back on June 16th. Um, you know, Arkansas is, is really doing some work there. He's got Alabama and Auburn, Clemson. I mean, it's Marcus Woodson and, you know, and and Travis Williams guys are doing just really, really good work in the transfer portal. So uh, I think, you know, if they were to get uh, – if they were to get the – um, the Georgia transfer, um, sorry, Sabian, sorry. Uh, I think that would probably uh, alleviate a lot of people's concerns about losing Poupal in the transfer portal. Because some people have asked, you know, like, you know, what is Arkansas doing? And all I hear is FCS players and stuff. Uh, Nylon Green is another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Nylon Green is. Uh, you know, again, a former five-star prospect. I believe he was number 19 nationally. He's the number 
four or five overall prospect in the transfer portal, also from Georgia, a cornerback we'll um, who too. is supposed to be visiting Arkansas get him um, too. later this week. Yep. Yeah. Hey, so and you know what, if, if they, they get those get, two former five stars, that'd be pretty big. Hey, if they don't get that linebacker, they'll be sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Spelled differently, only one oh, R. Okay, right. Well, they need to get him, and you know whatever it takes, those guys. And if they're five stars, we've talked about this before. Arkansas can't sign any five stars out of high school. If you can get them out of the portal and they're five stars, that's absolutely phenomenal, don't you think? Oh yeah. I mean, that's where I've always said with the transfer portal, this is where yeah. you can close the gap if you're Arkansas because you know kids tend to go closer to home um, out of high school. And then transfer portal, they, they definitely look farther out. So anything it takes to get him, Rick, what do you think that is? What do you think it takes to get it? A guy I like don't that have any idea, but those two from Georgia. Take a what, guess. You know. Rage the piggyback, I Rick. Hear, I want to hear a guess. 100,000, 200,000, I don't know because you got – 83 guys on scholarship. I don't know what it takes to get those guys. Yeah. I really don't. You know, they said it takes I mean, a million. I would think. The Nebraska coach said a million dollars for a quarterback in the transfer point. I'll, I'll bet Arkansas didn't give a million to the quarterback from Boise State. But I'll bet he's going to get taken care of. So I don't yeah, know. What do you I think? think? 100000 Does it take that much to get those guys? I think guys? KJ was probably about 800000 last year, 900000 somewhere around there, well, uh, just based on what I've that. heard. Yeah. But no, I think that's about right. You think that's right? And okay. I, yeah, yeah, I do. And I think, you know, getting a guy like this is probably quarter million at least. Okay. Um, well, that's better, you know, than, maybe a, that's better than Maybe a car dealership deal. You're and talking uh, the, You're talking about the linebacker? Maybe a maybe an apartment. <laughs> yeah. Well, they the get quarter, that the the one, well, Are we talking quarterback or linebacker? Linebacker. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I was asking Rick what he thought. A, well, they a get linebacker the, like they that get the apartments. I mean, they get that paid for anyway. So. Uh, yeah, apartments, car. Yeah. Tickets. Yeah. Quarter million dollars. Wow. Well. Something like that, probably. I think that's absolutely absurd, but you know that's that's the way it is. So it is. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's what we asked for. Uh, now, if it was regular, you know, actual name, image, and likeness type stuff, then you know, I would think that um, you know people would be getting a lot less money than that. But since we've figured out this loophole with the collectives and stuff, then uh, uh, this is what it is. But hey, college college football is big time money. A lot of people make millions of dollars in this sport, and uh, you know. The athletes haven't been. They've been getting an education, which is great. They've been getting prepared for life beyond college. That's the theory, what college is for, as Nick Saban put it. But, um, yeah, the whole landscape's changed. So that's that would be the going rate for, I would think, for a guy uh, of that ilk in the transfer portal. <laughs> okay. Wow. Let's talk with uh, J.W. J.W., good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Trey. I do have two of them, but i got a statement first. I think this pay-for-play stuff, it needs to be performance-based. I ain't seen $800,000 worth out of KJ in in, in maybe two years. I, I, I just think a lot of it is overpaying, and it seems to change the mentality of, of things. You, I don't know if you lose your heart to work for something because you already got it coming. I don't know. It just I don't like it. But Here's the problem. Is, Here's the problem. Everybody in college football is getting it, so I don't know if there's maybe some player losing their heart and stuff for that. But um, if you if you're not willing to play the game, then you're going to have a really crappy football team. Like if it's if you're just like performance based and that's it, um, you're going to suck. And then we can do two things. And you know, KJ's is based on you know past. Perf- what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought you. What? Were I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get stopped. Go ahead. No, it's it's just it's just the way it is now. And you know, KJ, the two years previous, before last year, he was coming off the second and uh, second. He you know second and third now, but it was second and second most efficient quarterback years in program history. And um, you know, I don't know that he really got paid back in twenty twenty one either when when they won nine games. My question is on on. Okay, I see that rocket went in. And at least the, I'll like say this: three. at least in 2020 and 2022, the, I, I don't believe the diamonds and, and and watches and earrings and stuff. I don't believe those were real. And last year they were real, so I'll say that. <laughs> Woo! All right. So on 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 Rocket Sanders going to South Carolina, 
His NIL deals only sold like 72000 76000 A.J. Green is $267,000. Why is there a $200,000? Does it have anything to do with Rocky Smee? Was he not in good shape and they, and they let him find a new home? It's just, to me... Wait, what are you, ta- on what? Where, what are you talking about? Where's you, where's you, where's you, where's you on, three. on three. On three has on th- NIL those, values. Those, those evaluations are, they are so off base. Those aren't even close. I wouldn't. Okay. I would not look at those and try to gauge what an athlete is worth based on those. So is Rocket going and to AJ South Carolina? Green. Yes, he visited. Well, he visited he, there. Yeah. Visited. And where's AJ well, Green? They Were they saying there. for him? Yeah, they have him there. Like they yeah. they did the accepting thing. So my thing is with AJ Green. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do you see ever it. feel like he was used correctly? Like got enough? I mean, rotating three or four back constantly. It's really hard for a back to get set in. When you have so many backs rotating constantly, is it hard for, like, an A.J. Green to get in? To me, he was like the – in Bobby Petrina's offense, I see him hitting that wheel route and going down the field. I just see him not being used with his speed. I'd rather have Green than Rocket. And it's just – I don't, I don't know why he just. Well, like I don't know about that. Uh, We're not going to have either one of them. Yeah, I would so. take. I would take a healthy Rocket Sanders. Thank um, you, JW. AJ. Uh, but I don't disagree with you either on misuse. I, I have a list. If you you know you want me to go down the list of players that were misused last year, <laughs> let's start with Isaiah Satania. Uh, yeah, there were there were plenty of players that were misused. Uh, the way that they use offensive line, asking them to do things that they're just not capable of doing. Uh, KJ Jefferson, a lot of stuff. A lot of players were misused last year. But I, I've always hated the idea that we need to rotate these guys and keep them all happy. No, you need a bell call, a bell cow back, and you need his top backup. And those are your two guys. And after that, you may spell a guy here or there with a package. Maybe you got a certain play for him here and there, those kind of things. But to me, you go one, two, one, two, and that's, that's your, that's your running back rotation. And, you know, sprinkle in a third guy here and there. That's how I've always felt about it. I think it allows you to get a running back in a groove. And to be honest, I, I kind of think AJ was that sprinkling guy. You know, I think, I think that the coaching staff felt like Rocket was their obviously best back, but he was he was banged up so much, and DeBinion was their next best back. And you know when DeBinion was given opportunities to to go, you know he played pretty well. When Rocket was given opportunities to go, particularly with Florida game, uh, he performed really well. Um, so, and and AJ had moments here and there, but yeah, I, I think AJ Green was even is the sprinkled in third third back guy. I think he was. Misused. I think Satania. I mean, I'm not going to repeat myself, but there's a lot of players off last year. Repeat Satania about correctly. 30 times. Yeah. Yeah, I could. <laughs> no, that is. I don't that, think Bobby Petrino will make that mistake. No, that is ridiculous. All right, let's talk with uh, Tony. Tony, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, man. How you guys doing today? Doing great, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to know, Trey. Uh, how many offensive linemen will we get in the portal, and could you name them? And also, I mean, I know there's a few. I think you said one out of uh, Michigan State is going to visit, and uh, you say Texas A&M. And also, my other question is, the UT Martin running back, could you tell me how good he is and, and if, what chances were to get him? And I'll hang up and listen. God bless you. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, the UT Martin running back um, – out of Little Rock Central, I'm spacing on his name. Sorry, I've got too many names in my head right now. Uh, but he ran for you know 1,400 yards, like 13 touchdowns, something like that last year. So, I mean, he's one of those guys that um, ended up probably playing below where he is, and and went out and performed and and showed that um, you know that he's he's better than what you expected so i don't know if he'll end up being the guy that they take at running back but i obviously do expect them to take you know um a running back uh offensive tack excuse me offensive lineman uh Keyshawn blackstock's already committed to arkansas uh fernando carmona out of san jose state uh who is i believe the number five ranked four or five ranked offensive tackle in the transfer portal uh he's another guy that that we're expecting to visit um 
and they've offered you know they've they've targeted several others I, i'm thinking somewhere around four guys probably is what i would i guess expect them to to bring in when it's all said and done uh let's see from our ethan minor out of north texas that would be another one i'm just trying to remember but I would expect them to. I mean, they're targeting a ton of offensive linemen. It's, it's, it's a lot. Remington Strickland out of Texas A&M. Gino uh, Vandemark out out of Michigan State. Sorry, I know I'm slow. Uh, Omar, <laughs> I'm not even going to pronounce the last name out of Montana State. Uh, it's a, it's a tough last name, but uh, out of Montana State, which is Bobby Petrino's stomping grounds, obviously. So, um, there's quite a number that they've offered uh, on the offensive line, and, and a lot more that they're targeting. Well, Tony, go to hogsports.com. Trey has an article on there. It's called the Arkansas Transfer Portal Needs and Numbers. And then he, with his wide out, he has got the Arkansas Football Scholarship Distribution for 2024. I think some of these names, they just disappear right in front of my eyes. But uh, nevertheless... Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope they're not reprinting it every time somebody goes to the portal, Randy. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long story. <laughs> well, I use, what I do, Trey, is I use both sides. You just whiten them out. Well, no, I just use both sides of my paper. So I take the okay. one that you That's had good. previously from the other day. I just flip it over to mm-hmm. the blank side and print off the new one. So here we go. <laughs> some of it bleeds through. All right, from the Gangster Museum of America and Hattery. Hattery. From Hot Springs, live in feedback, the 501 says, has anyone heard if the kid from Clinton has been offered big-time sleeper? I guess they're talking about Zach Widener, and um, he is a great high school running back. I think he has committed to play to Arkansas Tech, I think. Uh, don't hold me to that, but I think that's correct. Uh, let's see. So they sell hats at that hattery? Yeah. I guess that's... Yeah. It's yeah. not just like a... Like gangster hats or something? They sell gangster hats. They you know, I was listening to, to this podcast. Some baseball hats, too. Go ahead, Rick. They, I don't know if they still do or not. I was, but, I was listening know. to this podcast about like how they make the felt hats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And something with the chemicals that they would use would cause people like to go insane. Do they have like the term Mad Hatter? Do they have Mad like, Hatter comes from? Really? Do they really? have like pop-up yeah. hats where a gun could pop out of the top of the hat? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe even a Tommy gun for that matter. Okay, uh, Rick, you always the Roger need, Rabbit. Yeah, you always, always <laughs> need. <laughs> you always need this from Marianne to keep you in line. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, from our Gangster Museum of American Hattery, live in feedback. Marianne says Matt Rule who is the coach now of Nebraska, said that the prize Mm -hmm. for a good quarterback in the portal is between $1 and $2 million, not for an average one. Okay. Well, how many of them are good? No, if you're an average average football player, then the portal is not a good place for you. Just didn't. Do you think the Oklahoma quarterback that went to Oregon got a million? He's good. Uh, he got over a thousand Nike pair of shoes, <laughs> probably, which gave a net value of a million dollars. You'll never wear them. Yeah, all I think that's time. one reason we see so many quarterbacks in the portal now. If you're at your current school, maybe you wouldn't garner that much, but it also you have to factor up uprooting your life and you know all those types of things. So uh, you know you might not get as much at home where you currently are as you might on the road in the transfer portal where there's, you know, bidding wars and things like that. So, but yeah, uh, I haven't heard, I haven't heard what kind of NIL deal Taylor Green is getting. So I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, Trey, this is from the uh, Southern S- Structural Solutions Buzz text line from Doc from Cabot. Said the Mad Hatter came from Mercury, dipped the needles Mercury, to go, yeah. yeah, to go through the felt and the Hatter Put the needles in his mouth in between the stitches. He mercury poisoned, caused the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's from mercury. <laughs> I, I thought it was in the uh, Zane Alice Wider. in Wonderland. I thought that's where the Mad Hatters were. I didn't, didn't know it was. Well, I think that's where the name came from. Hmm. Wow. 
the fact that all these hatters were, you know, probably <laughs> in the dark ages or something, whenever they were making felt. I don't know when that started, but um, they were all crazy, a little crazy. Why are all these mad? Why are these hatters mad? And that's what it we, was. We can assure you the hats purchased at the gangster museum are very safe. <laughs> Uh, speaking, this is the hats at the the gangster museum is safe. Sounds unsafe. <laughs> okay, we just got a cancellation from the yeah, gangster museum. Hey, that's what you want. You want a little spooky, a little intrigue, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Watch yeah. They may put out a contract yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is from Billy. He says, speaking of Satania, can we agree kick return attempts should be done away with? Too much yes. in love with the potential big return, which statistics show are rare versus not returning to the 25. When Every time they bring one out, y'all, every time they bring one out, when we're sitting in the press box, all the other media people look over at me because they know I'm steamed because I've been saying it for like five or six years to stop returning kickoffs it makes no sense and you know ever since they employed the last the last rule where you can fair catch it and get it at the 25 yard line it absolutely makes no sense they moved the kickoffs from the 30 to the 35 to encourage more touchbacks they outlawed wedge returns uh, and now they have this and so it just it makes no sense whatsoever to return a kickoff I don't care if once in a blue moon you might return one or have a decent return you also open the door up it seems like half the time that anybody returns one even if you get a good return it's blocking the back or holding on the return team oh you know and you get backed up yes. it's just no, it's right. just it's a worthless it's a ceremonious deal and i wish people would just stop returning it makes no sense well, Trey, I've got to read this before you leave because simply I've got to ask it every day because they're at, I'm, I'm being asked every day. Oh, by the way, Trey, has K.J. Jefferson entered the transfer portal yet? <laughs> he is not. All right, Trey. That's all i got to say on that. We'll talk we'll to see you tomorrow. TreyVideoHawksports.com. Your home for Dallas Cowboys football is 103.7 The Buzz. Presented by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. America's team on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. Join us Friday at Guatney Chevrolet for a 103.7 The Buzz double shot. The zone followed by out of bounds. It's the end of the year and Guatney has big savings with red tag deals. Check out their inventory at the lot or online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumber yard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. A motorcycle seems pretty simple. It has one engine, two wheels, and plenty of attitude. But you crash one of these babies, and things get complicated quick. That's when you need these guys. At Rainwater Holton Section, we keep it simple. When the insurance company tries to pay you less, we fight to get you more. No hassle, no confusing legal terms, and no fee unless we get money for you. Keep it simple. Call Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Motorcycle crash anywhere in the state. Dial 888-8888. Non-lawyer spokesperson. Responsible attorney Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. 
The open road is calling, and no matter if it's the beach, mountains, or deep in the forest, All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros will have you ready to take on the unexpected. Need the perfect shotgun rider for your trip? Michelin's road-hugging tires have been the go-to brand for generations of adventure seekers and are sure to keep you on the road to greatness. Your next road trip is waiting. Visit in stores or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire Pros, love the drive. Listen to The Zone every Tuesday for Clint Kong. Brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, Farm Brothers Flying Service has been providing crop dusting services to the farmers in southeast Arkansas. And they can help you too. Call 870-263-1300. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rightwater. And it is time now to do our Robert Irwin Jewelers trivia question for a $100 gift certificate so while i give you a moment to collect your thoughts let's do this Heavenly Father. i'm on the uh, wrong page i did that a minute ago to get to the cash register so let's do this instead now let's go to arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst kevin hoop scoop mcpherson for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball made possible by fence brokers fence brokers going the extra mile say kevin i really wouldn't feel good about asking you this question because you know all things about arkansas basketball history so it really wouldn't be right to have you answer this Robert Irwin Jewelers trivia question for a $100 gift certificate. By the way, 501-661-1037. So before I give out the trivia question, would you like to give your synopsis on what you may have witnessed or watched this previous Saturday when Arkansas took on Oklahoma. Well, for the second time in three years, I saw a better team beat the other team at both ends of the floor, inside and out. And, you know, Razorback fans don't like the answer to that, but the answer to that is it was Oklahoma. Um, This wasn't a game where um, I thought Arkansas had enough answers. On, on either side of the ball, inside or out. Um, and Arkansas was competitive for a while, about the first, you know, 15 minutes of the game, and then and then Oklahoma started to impose its will. And that's the thing about the Sooners team, still unbeaten, by the way, uh, and I think moved up in the AP poll closer to the top 10 now, I think 11. Um, but, but Oklahoma, I'm wa- watching this team play this year, you know, all good teams have to find a way to, you know, break open a close game or, or, you know, impose their will at some point. Oklahoma's had really good runs and games uh, that they've been able to sustain because of sound defense and just making good decisions on offense. And uh, they, they figure all opponents are different, matchups are different, but they find a way to maximize what their strengths are and take away what other teams like to do. And that sounds like what Eric Mosman teams have done in the past when they get things turned around and figured out. So you saw one team doing that Saturday, uh, Randy, and you saw the other team not, and we saw Eric Mosman for the second time in three years eject himself from the game. Um, you know, um, it was a, it was snowballing on Arkansas, and he got out of there. He tapped out. So, you know, I don't know any other way to sugarcoat it that uh, we could probably pick out some positives out of that game. I think Jalen Graham did some positive things. Um, you know, Jeremiah Davenport got into double-figure scoring. He did, you know, he hit a couple threes, made, got to the free throw line on a, got, getting fouled on a three-point shot. I mean, I, I mentioned Arkansas was competitive for 15 minutes, and Arkansas actually had a mini run to start the second half to cut a 12-point deficit down to six. 
it wasn't a hundred percent bad, but it was pretty bad when you looked at the at the arc of that game. This seems like five individuals playing their own game. They do not seem to work in orchestration uh, at all. And defensively, I'm not sure what the majority of them are doing defensively. I'm just I, The initial statement was concerning what they were doing on the offensive end, but then on the defensive end, they, they look lost out there. Kevin had, I mean, I, I know this seems to be a pattern under Eric Musselman, and maybe not that one year with Jimmy Witt and company. Uh, I don't remember having these kind of slumps, these kind of um, valleys. But uh, what can he do? I, I know he suggested, or not suggested, he stated. All right, these guys have kind of had their chance. We've been, this rotation is not working. What would be your expectations if the if if he's thinking of numbers thirteen, twelve, and eleven, uh, giving them an opportunity? Will this be the first time? Basically, although Joe's opinion did finally get some minutes the other day, but what are his alternatives? Yeah, he's had the li- he's been pretty liberal through ten games with 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 the lot with the roster. He's played in some halves. He's played everybody. That's not been typical. Even in previous non-conference schedules, when the competition was lesser, it wasn't as tough as this year's has been. He would play a lot of guys because they'd get big leads in some of those games. But it it was for different reasons. This time around, he's having to do it, trying to solve problems. And I don't, I, I you know, I, I don't know, you know, Trey Wade was a guy who was kind of an afterthought a couple of years ago, and then he gets inserted in the starting lineup, and that helped kind of fix things whether he played big minutes on any given night or not. It just seemed to help get him off to good starts. It just seemed to kind of reset things. And there were other rotation tweaks he's made in other years. Right now, you you talk about defense. This is where his teams have all, always gotten well first. They have to get well on that side of the ball. And then other things kind of fall into place. And they're so bad inside and out defensively. I mean, you talk about it. it Teams are getting, it seems like it will to me, they're getting drives all the way to the rim. Now, Arkansas's mm-hmm. blocking some shots. One of the best shot-blocking teams in the country. But that's that only carries you for a handful to ten possessions. Arkansas hasn't forced a ton of turnovers. They're not getting a lot of steals. Now, they did get ten steals against OU. Some of those late when the game was over and OU had played everybody, including some walk-ons, and Arkansas kind of chipped away. And the scoreboard was not reflective of how, just how lopsided that game was. But Arkansas's got too many problems inside and out. They're really struggling defending the three-point shot as well. Um, and, and there's just no continuity defensively. They, the guys that came in build as defenders, as top-level defenders, haven't, they haven't lived up to it. So it, it, it's been a problem on that side of the ball. And then on offense, when the ball doesn't move for Arkansas, you see all the one-on-one stuff. And um, that's just not a winning formula against good teams. And you already now have a, a look into uh, what could be problematic as Arkansas moves ahead. The other thing you've got to remember is, conversely, Arkansas beat a really good Purdue team. They beat what could probably end up being a good Duke team. But this is not a team that hasn't shown us some kind of proof that it can that it can be good. It's just they can't sustain it. And too many of these games, problems on both sides of the ball, Randy, uh, it, it's just been too much for this team to, you know, press forward and get and find ways to win despite some problem areas here and there. It's been more than a few problem areas. It's been a lot. So is it doom and gloom? Is it is it solvable? Will you think the Hogs will be okay, or, or is this going to be a lost season? No. I, I, Eric Mulsman, the, the one constant, is Eric Mossman. He has, in fact, well, and I guess you could throw Devo Davis in there. He's in year four. You've got three consecutive seasons of Sweet 16. We know they were back-to-back Elite Eights in that mix. And Eric Mossman has found ways to figure it out. Now, you were used to these slumps coming late December, early to mid-January. And these, you know, they've been big. I mean, Arkansas started one and five in SEC play last year. Arkansas went, started two and four. In the, with the first Elite Eight team, which I think, by the way, is Art Melsman's best team in Arkansas. 
to this point uh, in terms of what it was able to accomplish. And then, you know, the team that came right after that uh, with J.D. Notay and Jalen Williams is kind of your, your one-two punts on that team. Stanley and Moody, Odie's Tony, that team had a five losses in six-game stretch. They lost to Oklahoma. We mentioned that first time uh, where OU won by 22. They come back to Northern Rock and lose to Hostra, a team that really kind of controlled both halves of that game. Then it lost its first three games in SEC play. They got a win over Elon back in Fayetteville in late December in the mix there, but they lost five out of six. We've seen some really bad stretches in Arkansas get it fixed. So with all the gloom and doom, uh, Rick, to answer your question, we've got proof of concept that as bad as things have looked, and it's not just been one or two games, but more than that, and it's not been one or two problems, it's been more than that, we've got a proof of concept that this thing can be put, put back on the rails. It's not unthinkable to think they get things ironed out this month and have their best start, potentially, in SEC play. I can't predict it based on results I've seen, but I can say that that might even be a possibility. And I go back to the Purdue and, and Duke performances to say this team has proven against qual- what we consider quality teams uh, that it can find a way to win. So. Both of those games were in Bud Walton Arena. That's true. I mean, Arkansas's got to figure out a way to play better away from home. Neutral site, I mean, this team's one and three in the neutral site and barely beat a not very good Stanford team. Now they're about to have a, you know, play not half of their 18 game league slate in a few weeks once they start SEC play. Half of that'll be on the road. So they've got a lot of things to solve right now, especially to me, as bad as it is on both sides. They've always gotten better once they get their defense fixed, and I think that's where it's going to – I think the focus is going to start there. All right, we have a $100 gift certificate we need to give away to Robert Irwin Jewelers. Oh, by the way, at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour at 6.30, we're going to give away two tickets, two basketball tickets to the uh, game against Lipscomb on this Saturday. So – uh, stay tuned at 6.30 if you'd like to win those tickets to go to the Lipscomb-Arkansas game on Saturday. And oh, by the way, uh, now open through Christmas, uh, open on Sunday through Christmas, is Robert Irwin Jewelers. So if you need to do your shopping on Sunday, they are open each and every Sunday through Christmas. All right, here is our trivia question for today. Who was the coach who directed the Razorbacks to win their first conference basketball championship? Once again, who was the coach who directed the Razorbacks to their first conference basketball championship? The correct answer will get you a $100 gift certificate. And Rick said yesterday that it is a million-dollar prize uh, that's going to be given away by Robert Irwin. No, really? it's five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Okay, good. I don't think I don't think I said anything so, about that. But anyway, uh, well, you didn't. You didn't know is what you said. So <laughs> I I'm, didn't. I'm just filling okay. in the blanks for you. All right. So again, who was the coach who directed the Razorbacks the first conference basketball championship? And that will get you a one hundred dollar gift certificate from Robert Irwin Jewelers. All right, this from our Gangster Museum of America and Hats, courtesy of Live Fan Feedback. Feral Hog says, as long as we don't meet up with those guys, talking about Oklahoma, we'll be good. We don't beat that team playing our best game. Beat them last year, I think, right? Different team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Much different team. Well, it was a, it was a different team. Some of the same players. It wasn't as good as this team has started. Uh, I think Arkansas is good enough to beat this Oklahoma team if, 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 if they can get some things ironed out. Kevin, hang on. We got to take a break. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, along with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Thanks to our good friends at Fence Brokers. Drive Time Sports will continue. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 1037 The Buzz. 
Hey, did you know the Statue of Liberty is the largest holiday gift ever given? That's a big deal, just like those at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Hey, did you know when the year ends, so do the deals? It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days, or get up to 2,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now for a limited time, only during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end January 2nd. Call 469-613-0227 for details. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. F. Scott Fitzgerald writes, There are no second acts in American lives. Of course, the great Gatsby never met Robert Patrick Petrino. As Hog fans look forward to the offensive guru's second stint in Fayetteville, Petrino is getting something few receive, a second chance. Petrino is a proven teacher and play caller and capable of taking a 4-8 and eight team to great improvement. Here's hoping he succeeds, and not just on the field. One of my favorites at Double B's is Bean to Cup Coffee where you can select the roast you want and the machine will grind the beans and give you a hot, fresh, delicious cup of Renoco coffee. Double Bees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees. Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Saturday, December 30th, Oaklone Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Brent Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See Shelter Agent Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Callie in Bryant, or Chris Allen in Stuttgart. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Marmel at their huge new showroom on Marmel Boulevard just off 430. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports in a Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And we have a couple of callers who would like to take... I assume a shot at the trivia question. Lyle, good afternoon. Do you have a question or answer for us? Uh, is it Glenn Rose? No, no sir. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Glenn Rose. Good oh, Glenn Rose won some, but he wasn't the first. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Lyle. Let's try Tony. Tony, good afternoon. you have a, uh, an answer for us? Yeah, was it Eddie Sutton? No, it was not. No. Wasn't Eddie Sutton. All right, thank you. Good try. Thank you, Tony. All right, for the benefit of those who just now may be tuning in, the question is, who was the coach who directed the Razorbacks to their first conference basketball championship? And I'm so happy that nobody of the first two got it because, you know, it seems like any time I give you these questions, the first or second person gets it. So there you go. All right, this from our the Gangstring Museum of American Hattery, Life and Feedback, Boss Hogg says, Arkansas had an entire off-season to prepare for the Purdue game. That's why they were able to win that exhibition game that doesn't count for anything 
but a moral victory. We can see how they handle talented teams when they only have a few days to prepare for them. They had almost a week to prepare for Oklahoma, didn't they? Yeah, they had five days in there. I mean, you know, I think people are frustrated and sometimes forget um, Arkansas. When you look at Arkansas on short turnarounds, yeah, they do better on longer turnarounds on, pre- on preparation. But if you look at Arkansas's record in, in tournament play, for example, where you have really quick turnarounds and some of these um, tournaments in season where you're playing games every day, until this year, they were at a really high winning percentage in those scenarios. So Eric Mossman's planning has always been even good in those scenarios, not just when he has more time to prepare. Um, so this is a little bit different. So if you're just talking about this team, I think it's fair to say they've not done a good job when they have time to prepare and when they don't have much time. Um, but, you know, like I said, I bring up Purdue and Duke only because we know Purdue doesn't count on the record. It doesn't help in net. Uh, and now it just seems like almost like a punchline to a joke. But that's a really good team with good players, and both teams were trying to win. And it's part of this season, whether it counts or not, as to if you saw that game. I was there. A lot of people saw it on, on the live stream. But you know that that was a really good team that Arkansas found a way to win and get it to overtime and win. Arkansas, you know, we don't know exactly how good Duke is. It's a team that's not as good as the preseason rankings, but it's still uh, a ranked team and a team that projected to be an NCAA tournament team. Uh, and Arkansas won that game. So I do think there's reasons to think this can be – if we didn't have any examples to this point of, of this team finding a way to persevere to get a win against quality opponent, then it would be easier to say this may be Musman's worst. Uh, I think it's too soon to say that. And I went back in the previous segment over the bad patches and stretches that were significant in the last three years, and they found a way to turn those around. So there's more reasons to believe that that's possible. I think the difference this time around is, guys, I do think there are more problem areas than ever before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do think that. And they got bad at times, but I think there's more to fix. But there's also a, a lot of Division One experience in this group, and so it's kind of a head scratcher. How could all this? How, how could a lot of? How could so much of these problems exist with more veteran players? Um, but it, it's it's just how it's played out so far. All right, this uh, I got from a source just a moment ago, Rick. Uh, uh, pardon me, Kevin. This is involving football. Uh, Gregory Jen Ross who was the tight end who committed back on, I believe, the 30th of November. He posted this just a few minutes ago. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone at the University of Arkansas. Give me the opportunity to play the game I love. After talking it over with my family, I've decided it's best for me to decommit. Holy smokes. Well, and was he a... He's one of the 19 tight ends. Yeah, there was a bunch of tight ends. That was a JUCO. That was the JUCO, highly yeah. regarded JUCO tight end, who no. is now decommitted from Arkansas. That's okay. You got Luke Hass and you got Ty Washington. And I think they got another commitment, too, don't they? Okay. So I think they're okay. Then. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that's good. And who knows? They might have told him he needed to decommit. Yeah. You know, here's Trey Vitti saying they need more guys not to be on scholarship. So, but, but we don't know. That's bizarre. Yeah. Eric, good afternoon. You have an answer to our trivia question. Was it Dylan Richardson? No, it was not. Thank you, Eric. Let's try Terry. Terry, good afternoon. Yes, you sir. have an answer to our trivia question. Yes, sir. Is it Barnhill? No, sir, it's not. Thank you, Terry. Okay. Wow, Rick. They've named four prominent coaches, but... They weren't the first. You're batting a thousand right and, now. And by the way, John Barnhill uh, only coached football and was an athletic director at Arkansas, and then in the uh, field house and then arena after him, but he didn't coach basketball. <laughs> okay. This is great. All right, Kevin. Uh, by the way, we're trying to get an answer to our uh, Robert Irwin Jewelers $100 gift certificate. And uh, we're wanting to know the first coach who led Arkansas, directed Arkansas, 
to their first conference basketball championship. First coach. That gets you a $100 gift certificate from Robert Irwin Jewelers. And they've got many items that you can find that you might be able to take that $100 uh, gift certificate and walk out of there with your item. How neat is that? All right, let's talk to Wayne. Wayne, good afternoon. Do you have an answer to our trivia question? Is it Coast S2? Who? Coast, who? Coast S2. Ask you. Oh, Presley Ask you? Uh, no, it was not Presley Ask you. Thank you, Wayne. Good guess. Blakely, good afternoon. You have an answer to our question. Yes, sir. Francis Schmidt. Woo! You know, he was the first coach, and believe it or not, he won the first conference championship in his third year, and they won four in a row. He won so several of them. Yeah, they won four in a row. And then he left to go to TCU. He was football coach and basketball coach. And yesterday our question was, what was the first place they played? It was Schmidt. It was Schmidt's barn, and they were really good back then. But yeah, that is the answer. Yes. All right, Blakely, hang on. We're going to put you back on hold, and Damon will get the information so you can get your one hundred dollar gift certificate from Robert Irwin Jewelers. Um, I know that to me it was heart. That played Saturday. You have to question. Well, I shouldn't say question. Can't question his art heart. You can't question the effort. But I think that was a little bit of a shell of Trevin Bazil we saw the other day against Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, you know, ankle sprains are tough. And here's a player that's already had a knee injury. So, you know... <laughs> You know, he went, he he, he he suited up and went. I mean, they started him. I think he ended up playing 15 minutes. Uh, he had a similar box score to what happened against North Carolina, but he was playing on a, on an ankle that he just injured uh, five days previous. And so, you know, without really knowing a percentage of what health he was playing at, I'm going to, you know, uh, to me, it, it, he didn't look as mobile as he normally does. No. I'll say it like that. Um, I, I don't think he was moving as well. Um, you know, so I mean, they take that. You know, Tremont Mark was back for his second game um, after missing the Duke game. I mean, Arkansas beat Duke without Tremont Mark. That was their leading score at the time. These last two games, he's he's not scored in double figures. You know, that's he was Arkansas's leading score, so he's probably still, uh, you know, working through. I'm not. I'm not I, I can't speak to is he still is he 100 percent or not? But I don't think he's back to, to at least offensively. Being having the same kind of you know impact, so you know Arkansas's got a lot to work on, and, get, and then dealing with those injuries doesn't help. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on in the week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, and thanks again to Fence Brokers. Coming up next, Joseph Pinion. Thanks to our good friends at Double B's, where you guess it, grab it, and go. Hour number three, straight ahead. You're ready for something sexy for the city, starring Monica, Ashanti, Maya, Carrie Hilson, and Kiki White. Live February 16th at Simmons Bank Arena. 